fun now that we're at the end of the world. <laughs> okay. Um, yes, obviously, as I have said previously, the whole Ukraine-Russia thing is never going to dominate the show every single night because people don't care that much. Eh, that was then. <laughs> it may dominate a bit of tonight's show. Full disclosure, I am currently blowing up the phone of every person I know in the intelligence community and military community to try to get some kind of an assessment on where this ends. You know what's happening. Where's it ending? Where's it going? Is it World War III? And actually, I have good news on that front as far as the prediction route goes here in a second. We've got Biden's comments from today. Where do I actually think we're going from here an hour and a half from now, I have my friend Brian Dean Wright. He was a former CIA ops officer. Wealth of information about this stuff. He's going to come on and actually give us some intelligence perspectives. All that and much, much more tonight on the world-famous Jesse Kelly Show. Chris, let's hope they're still listening in Ukraine right now as they're getting shelled with artillery. It is ugly. Look, it's ugly. Cur currently... I could go over all the people that are going through hardship right now, and I'm going to go over that in just a second. But I, I think, first of all, we need to understand who the real victims are. The real victims of all this. I, it's not, look, it's not you or me and our, our wallet with gas prices, all right? It's not, even, it's not even those Ukrainian civilians dying, hiding in subways. The truth is they're... Is there is a real victim. And I, when I heard this, honestly, my heart broke. I think your heart's going to break too, but let's, let's not forget the real, huh, the real victims. Joy Behar. Joy Behar of The View. Joy Behar of The View got on her show today. And she actually said that she's upset because she's no longer able to vacation in Italy. <sighs> Wishing the very best to Joy Behar tonight. Now back to the serious stuff. What's going on on the ground? Here's what's going on on the ground. Russia has launched an all-out assault. You know all that. You, you know that already. But what does that mean? What's an all-out assault? Well, there was an amphibious landing, and we have Russian ground troops who've already crossed the border, and they're attacking things. But I have good news, hopefully good news. I have some hope to give you right now because I understand something. I understand having talked to enough family and friends today, every single person under the sun is out there texting me, messaging me, Jesse, what's going to happen? Are we all going to die? And so I realize there is a gigantic level of angst out there. Are you ready to feel legitimately better about something? And I don't mean fart sound better. I mean legitimately better. I don't think this is going to turn into World War III. I actually don't think this is going to last much longer than a week. And this is not just purely an opinion thing. This is what I think. You know what an artillery shell does? Do you know what 
these missiles do. Have you ever seen the aftermath of an artillery shell or a missile landing on something? A building or, God forbid, a crowd of people? Let's just say I was I was in the aftermath of a mass explosion event in the Joff, Iraq at one point in time. And because I realize this is a family show, I'm going to go over and go ahead and skip the details of it. But yeah, it, cleanup takes a while. I'll just put it that way. It takes a while. So as I'm digging through everything today, and I'm looking at all the same videos you're looking at, and I'm looking at our, there's fighter jets out there, there there's, there's shelling, there's an amphibious assault, the ground troops are moving in, the tanks, the, and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, what's happening? Is Vladimir Putin going to take over everything? And then I started doing some serious digging into the death counts. And remember, you're never going to get accurate information during a war they're just the first thing russia did was go after cyber you're going after bank accounts you're affecting communications just everything's too confusing the fog of war thing is real you're never going to get accurate information to the letter at all times but i'm looking at death guns okay man that sounds terrible how many of these people are dying what oh my gosh because artillery shells i'm thinking uh oh tens of thousands are dead and i'm not getting big numbers i looked again right before the show and a Ukrainian official still had the official death toll well below 100 Ukrainians. Uh, something like 157 were injured. Those are just the up-to-date numbers. And believe me, those numbers are going to go up, okay? And I want to make it clear, I'm not dismissing any one of those lives that were lost so far. But, man, I don't know about you. When I think about Russian invasion with tanks and artillery and troops and amphibious assaults, I'm thinking this is... This is the end of the world, but it's not. Why? Why is that? Are they using BB guns? No, let me explain why. This is what I believe is happening, and I'm going to pick Brian Dean Wright's brain about this about an hour and a half from now, but I've been picking people's brains about it all day, and I'm getting a lot of thumbs up saying, hey, that sounds palpable. What I think is happening is this. Vladimir Putin, he's in a pickle too. Here's his pickle. He is not trying to take over and occupy Ukraine. He doesn't honestly have the manpower for that even if he wanted to. Beating someone militarily is way, way different than actually occupying it. When you occupy a country, that means you have to take all the traditional roles their government plays and you have to find people to fill those roles. You have to finance those roles. I mean, it is not, it's not a small thing to occupy a country. He cannot do it. It's not physically possible. Okay, so he knows that. That puts him in one pickle. Another pickle is this. Vladimir Putin... If he wants to set up a puppet government that's loyal to him and every indication is that's exactly what he wants, he doesn't want to occupy, he wants to get in there, throw in some Putin lackey in the big seat, and then ride on back to Moscow. Okay, if you want that, that's fine. You can pull that off if, and this is a gigantic if, if you don't slaughter a bunch of civilians On the way to doing that. You see, resistance is a funny thing. And something rulers have learned throughout history. 
Yeah, it sounds tough. Looks good on paper. I'll kill anyone who gets in my way. For every person you kill, he's got a brother, a father, cousins, how many extended family members who will now die trying to kill you. Every person you kill creates an enemy or multiple enemies. If Vladimir Putin goes in there and starts wiping out civilians in mass, what he's going to face is not some puppet government who's just doing his bidding as he rides off. He's going to face a legitimate insurgency a la Afghanistan that lasts for a long time And not only would it be an insurgency, you'd have a bunch of Ukrainians hiding in the mountains killing Ruskies every chance they got. They would be backed by countries like us who are sending them real arms. There's an insurgency and then there's an insurgency where you have shoulder fired missiles that can take down Russian MiGs. You understand what I mean? That's Putin's dilemma. And here there is another part of Putin's dilemma. See, I told you I was going to make you feel better. There's another part of Putin's dilemma. You and I, we're not deeply involved in Russian politics. We're deeply involved in American politics. You know the issues. You know the bills. You know the players. You know the game. You don't know that about Russia. I'm not not some Russia expert. So I have to reach out to Russian experts. I say, da. I say that so they think I avla. Chris, what? They think you're Russian when you say that. Anyway. So I reach out to these Russian experts and I'm asking them, okay, internally, politically, can you break down what Russia is? Is Putin an all-powerful dictator? Is he, is he teetering on the brink? Can you give me some kind of guidance as to what, what's going on back at home for Vladimir Putin? And they told me, to a man, they told me something very, very interesting about that today. And I will tell you what they told me in just a second. Now, you still have to get a good night's sleep tonight, tomorrow night, every night after that. I promise you're not going to save the world tomorrow. You're not going to have to save the world tomorrow, but you are going to have to get up and function tomorrow. You have your Giza Dream Sheets from MyPillow yet? If you go to MyPillow.com and use the promo code JESSE, you get them lowest price ever right now. 60% 60% off, 6-0. You just have to go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener specials, and use the promo code JESSE. Or maybe you're out driving around right now. Just call 800-845-0544 and use the code JESSE. They will take good care of you. Again, 60-day money-back guarantee on these things if they're not the best sheets you've ever had. And believe me, they will be. MyPillow.com, promo code JESSE. Truth. Attitude. Jesse Kelly. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Chris, I think that's a little dark right now. It's it's a little dark right now. Look, you know what? I'm not going to be distracted by you or Putin or Ukraine. Not while Joy Behar is having to postpone the vacay in Italy. Estimates are 50,000 Ukrainians will be dead or wounded. Yeah. And that this is going to start a humanitarian crisis, a refugee crisis in Europe. We're talking yeah. about 5 million people yeah. that, that are going to be displaced. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's heartbreaking to hear what is going to happen. Yeah. Well, I'm scared of what's going to happen in, in Western Europe, too. Yeah. Ah. 
You know, you just, you plan a trip, you want to go there, I want to go to Italy for four years. I haven't been able to make it because of, of uh, the pandemic. And now this, you know, it's, yeah. it's like, who's going to, what's going to happen there? Yeah. Let's just hope Joy can get to Italy soon. All right, let's not forget the real victims here. All right, <laughs> back to what we were talking about in the opening. I'm offering some words of hope because I actually am hopeful right now. Putin is in a bind too. Why do we not already have massive civilian casualties? Artillery shelling, jets, tanks, all these explosions. And we're talking so far, they're estimating less than 100 Ukrainians dead. Now, obviously, those are lives. And they matter, but that's not the kind of mass death you're thinking about. Vladimir Putin wants to install a puppet government. He then wants to leave. Just leave a government there loyal to him and go home. He can't afford to stay and occupy. Wars are expensive. Occupations are expensive. He doesn't have the resources, manpower, or anything else to occupy Ukraine. If you want to do that, you cannot afford to slaughter tens of thousands of civilians on the way in. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying I'm not saying that can't change. We may wake up tomorrow morning and Kiev might be glowing in the dark, God forbid. But right now, there is a reason we are seeing precision strikes hitting military targets. No major civilian casualties so far. I am hopeful that this is not going to turn into World War III and we're going to have tens of thousands of Ukrainians dead. Now, I said Putin's in trouble because he can't occupy it. And he's in trouble. He can't afford to slaughter all the civilians. So I started asking some friends about what his situation was back home. What's his political situation? Because you never really know. You're an American. I'm an American. We don't know what it's like on the ground. Putin does not have as firm a hold on power as you would think. A lot of Americans picture him as this strong man who rules with an iron fist, and he's a murderous piece of trash who rules with an iron fist. There's no question about it, but Russia has always been, has always been one of those places where you better keep your eye on that general with all those troops over there in the east or that general over there in the west or this political figure rising up. Vladimir Putin routinely arrests his political opponents. A man who, quote, rules with an iron fist and has total power has no need to arrest his political opponents. You're seeing right now massive anti-war protests taking place in Moscow. Vladimir Putin not only cannot afford to slaughter a bunch of Ukrainian civilians, Vladimir Putin cannot afford to have 10,000, 20,000 dead Russian soldiers on his hands or Vladimir Putin faces a revolt back home. See, don't you feel better? Now, look, look I, I need to preface all this by saying I know we joke about all the Oracle stuff, but I can't see the future. I don't know. And yeah, when Putin says things like this, you're going to have to see, you're gonna have to, look, it's a nerd interpreter doing the interpreting, but when he says things like this, yeah, you should probably pay attention. Whoever tries to interfere with us, and even more so to create threats for our country, our people should know that Russia's response will be immediate and will lead you to such consequences that you have never experienced in your history. What does that mean? 
Well, immediately everybody's mind goes to nuclear weapons, and I need to clarify a couple things when it comes to that. Again, I've been doing I've been doing a lot of phone calling, a lot of texting, a lot of messaging today, trying to get a hold of the truth so I could actually bring you some information you weren't getting everywhere else today. The nuclear weapons situation. Russia has a bunch of them. You know that. We have a bunch of them. China has a bunch of them. But what do you think about when you think of nuclear weapons? Told you the soundboard was going to come into play whenever there was a war. All right, anyway, what do, you, what do you think of when you think of nuclear weapons? You think of Hiroshima, 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 however you want to say it, in Nagasaki. You think about cities glowing in the dark. That's what they were, and that's what they still can be. Don't get me wrong. And there are many out there that are much, much, much more powerful than that. There's such a thing as a tactical nuclear weapon now. And that is something we should keep our eyes on. What does that mean? You don't have to necessarily have them all bigger. There's been a ton of focus by the major powers on actually making them smaller, which makes them more portable. You can get them around. What if a nuclear weapon doesn't have to be hauled in by some gigantic bomber and dropped from 20,000 feet? What if a nuclear weapon could fit in a backpack? Russia does have that capability. That is a concern. It is a major concern. If Russia finds some gigantic unit of brave Ukrainian troops, and right now the Ukrainians are fighting like lions, give him credit for that, and he wants to, say, take out a grid square, that's a big deal. That's 1,000 meters by 1,000 meters. That's, let's say you got 5,000 men in there. Not at all hard, not at all unheard of. What if 5,000 men turn to ash immediately? So there are these things to take care, to, to take into account. Now, all that, let's get to this. I understand the stress level out there right now. I've heard it all day long. Are we going to get into World War III? Is China going to invade Taiwan? Is it, is it all these things. We are going to do something different tonight. I am going to take calls throughout the show. Not a bunch, not, not a bunch every segment, maybe one or two a segment. 877-377-4373. I want you to tell me something you're grateful for and why. I don't care if it's your wife. I don't care if it's a glass of water, air conditioning, your car, your child. We're going to count our blessings tonight. 877-377-4373. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. We are going to be fine, all right? Or maybe we're not going to be fine. I, 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 I don't know. But I'll tell you what we aren't going to do. We're not going to sit and stress about things we can't control. We're not going to watch the news endlessly and get depressed. We're not going to yell and scream all day long on the radio, spend too much so- time on social media. We're all going to die. I promise that will not give you an extra second on your life. So, yes, I'm gonna, I have a bunch of comments from Biden. We have some flashback comments from me, from Dome. Why do I think all this stuff is happening? I'm going to get to that. But part of the show tonight, all three hours, is going to be you tell me something you're grateful for. 877-377-4373. It can be huge. It can be small. I want to know what you're grateful for and why. We spend so much time when these big events are happening 
licking our wounds, feeling sorry for ourselves. We got an idiot in the White House. We got a tyrant in Ukraine. We don't talk enough about what's good. And we have so much good in our lives. Everybody does. Chris, Chris holds up water. I've brought it up a thousand times before. If you're listening to me right now and you're in America, and I know we have listeners all over the world. I, I get that. <laughs> that sounds so arrogant. They're all over the world, Chris. <laughs> all right, but whatever. I know we have listeners all over the world, but just if you're an American, I know this is a fact. Unless you're in your car, you are 20 to 30 feet probably max away from endless supplies of clean drinking water. You understand that that's not the case for everyone, right? Today, people all over the world died because they didn't have access to what you and I take for granted. We take too much for granted in this life. And it's, it's helpful to count your blessings at times like this. Now, what happened today? Well, Joe Biden, again, he made it political. And this is, this is, again, my problem with the people who run our culture now. Because they don't have any love of country, none of them do, they don't have strategy meetings where they sit around and, hey, what's best thing to do? What should, what should we sanction? What shouldn't we do? How do we make sure costs are going to be down for America? How do we do this? They don't have it in them to do that. They can't do that. So instead, they sit down and they do what? Well, how's this look for the poll numbers? What polls will? Hey, what might hurt us in the polls? So Joe Biden today got up, and I don't know why I'm surprised anymore, but this particular clip was the one that stood out to me big time. My administration is using the tools, every tool at disposal, to protect American families and businesses from rising prices at the gas pump. You know, we're taking active steps to bring down the cost, and American oil and gas companies should not, should not exploit this moment to hike their prices to raise profits. You know. Did you hear what he just did? I know you heard it. Did you hear what he just did? Hey, we're going to do everything we can do to keep prices down. Listen to me, you dirty profit mongers at the, at, the, at the oil companies. Don't you dare make a profit right now on people. Why did he do that? What, what, was, what was the thinking behind that? Believe me, that was planned. What was the thinking? The thinking was as gas prices and energy prices go up for all of us, and apparently they're about to, Joe Biden is setting up his scapegoat so he cannot be blamed. I am doing everything I can to bring these prices down. It's, it's the oil companies you should be mad at. Again, if you're a person who actually loves your country and you're actually interested in the American people and you're interested in making their lives better, it doesn't occur to you the political fallout. Who can we blame? Hey, Bob, get us a new scapegoat today. That doesn't occur to you. You're out there working every single day trying to help the lives of every American. And look, the entire, the entire thing was a sham today when Biden spoke. It's why I haven't played it so far. I mean, I'm going to here in a second. I need to remind you, tomorrow is an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday, though, so get your questions in right now to jesse at jessekellyshow.com. They don't have to be political. It's Ask Me Anything on Friday. The whole show will be your questions in World War III if it actually kicks off. But remember what they were saying. Remember what Dome, they sent Dome to Europe, and she got up there and she said, The purpose of the sanctions has always been and continues to be deterrence. Okay, point of point of sanctions is going to be deterrence. All right, um, that's odd because I heard Joe Biden say this. If sanctions cannot stop President Putin, what penalty 
can. I didn't say sanctions couldn't stop him. You've been talking about the threat of these sanctions for several weeks now. Yes, but the threat of the sanctions and imposing the sanctions and seeing the effect of the sanctions are two different things. Okay, are two different things. And we're now going to, he's going to begin to see the effect of the sanctions. And what will that do? How will that change his mindset here, given he's because attacking Ukraine? Because it will so Ukraine weaken his country that he'll have to make a very, very difficult choice as to whether to continue to move toward being a second-rate power. Okay, so they're not a deterrence at all. Remember, that's what they told us. That's what Dome's been saying. That's what Biden's been saying. These are a deterrence. It's a de- we're slapping them down as a deterrence. And I and I want to I want to make something clear right now because I actually I understand that this is more complicated. Yes, I despise Joe Biden, his entire worthless team, including his entire worthless national security staff. These are the same losers responsible for Afghanistan. No one resigned. No one apologized. No one did any of that. So yeah, I can't stand it. But I also want to acknowledge this. If you want to get involved here in some way as an American, whether that means sanctions, boots on the ground, whatever it may be, if you want to stick your nose in this and only you can make that decision, it's going to hurt. There's not a way to stick your nose in this beehive and not get stung. What am I talking about? Let's set aside the, the, the ground troops part of that here for a second. I, I can get back to that in a minute. I, I, let's set that aside. What if, what if we were to take Russia out of SWIFT? Now, you may not even know what SWIFT is. To be honest, I had to have somebody explain the stupid thing to me it's like six months ago, the first time I heard about it. It stands for the Society of Worldwide Interbank Financial Telecommunication. All right, that's a bunch of nerd language. What's it mean? It's banking. It's international banking. A bunch of banks, a bunch of them from several different countries got together and essentially made it easy to trade goods and services back and forth. They talked about cutting Russia off from it. Would be devastating is what you need to know to Russia's economy. Now, those are sanctions that are so devastating, they might get Russia out of the war. They might, sure. But remember, we're in a dangerous game here. Vladimir Putin... The man who said this. Whoever tries to interfere with us, and even more so to create threats for our country, our people should know that Russia's response will be immediate and will lead you to such consequences that you have never experienced in your history. What do you think Vladimir Putin would do if you essentially declared war on his country by taking him out of SWIFT? And look, that's not, it's not cowardice. We just have to understand there is a cost to everything we're doing. All right, I'm going to get back to this. I have a lot more Joe Biden, but first... Tell me what you're grateful for and why. Charlotte in California, go. I am grateful for our country, our men at war, for us, my family, my grandchildren, and my dog. And I'm glad that we have a strong country. Amen. How about that, Charlotte? Good for you. Kenny in San Diego, what are you grateful for? Leggings. Thanks, Kenny. Appreciate you. Kenny's thankful for women's leggings. That, that's, that's wonderful. Paul in New Jersey, what are you thankful for? I've been suffering from horrible side effects from a bad drug called Accutane for 12 years, mm-hmm. up until rather recently where I discovered a diet that completely re- revamped my life. All the clouds from my mind just completely disappeared. And I got engaged uh, just a couple of months ago to a beautiful, strong, and smart woman. 
uh, who we just endlessly seek the truth together with, and I'm just eternally grateful for all of that. How about that? That is wonderful. 877-377-4373. What are you grateful for and why? I'm grateful for Annie's Genius Box. Because it gets the kids out of my hair for a while. Oh, I'm kidding. That's not right. No, no. I'm honestly, I'm grateful for Annie's Genius Box because it makes my kids think, and I love making my kids think. Remember, I'm the, I'm the tyrant dad who makes my kids sit down and watch these documentaries with me. Because you know, I like documentaries like an old band, and I make them watch. I don't feel bad about it. I know you want to go nerd out and throw the, throw the ball around and play with your dog or play your video games or do whatever. No, sit here and think. Get smarter. Annie's Genius Box teaches them things like geology, chemistry, aerodynamics. Only I don't have to make them do it. They love it. It's a blast for them. They pull out this top secret mission envelope every time a box comes where it gives them instructions and they're assembling things. Your kid will love it and get smarter. Go to annieskitclubs.com slash radio and save 75% on your first box. annieskitclubs.com slash radio. Jesse Kelly. And we were trying different things. And we were smoking funny It things. is the Jesse Kelly Show. And I told you we are not going to do doom and gloom, the end of the world. We're all going to die, radio, even if we end up all dying. We're not doing it. We're not doing it. Yes, we're gonna, we're gonna, I'm going to tell you everything I know, everything I can learn. Remember, we have my friend, former CIA ops officer, about 45 minutes from now. He's going to break down the players in the game and stuff like that. We are not going to do all doom and gloom all the time. And I will tell you something else. Part of the reason I'm doing this show tonight in these calls, what are you grateful for and why? It's because when these news cycles hit, it is easy to get down. Oh, well, it's the end and the prices and the war and the death. It is easy to get down. Let's try to focus on the good, all right? I mean, let's, unless you're Joy Behar and then you have nothing left to live for. Estimates are 50,000 Ukrainians will be dead or wounded. Yeah. And that this is going to start a humanitarian crisis, a refugee crisis in Europe. We're talking yeah. about 5 million people yeah. that, that are going to be displaced. Yeah. I mean... It's it's heartbreaking to hear what is going to happen. Yeah. Well, I'm scared of what's going to happen in, in Western Europe, too. Yeah. yeah. You know, you just you plan a trip. You want to go there. I want to go to Italy for four years. I haven't been able to make it because of of uh, the pandemic. And now this, you know, it's, yeah. it's like who's going to what's going to happen there? Look, she's been wanting to go for four years. And now this. How much longer is Joy going to have to stay out of Italy? Can you imagine the amount of spaghetti she's going to lay waste to in that place? <laughs> oh, jeez. Look, credit, I can't believe I'm about to say these words, credit to the American media for actually going after Biden a little bit today because Joe Biden, he did not do well. I was very struck by the moment where President Biden said, come back to me in 30 days. In a month, he said, a month, asked me what effect these sanctions are having. Well, it's hard to imagine that anyone in Ukraine wants to see, uh, wants to wait a month for things to have an impact. Yeah, they're hiding in the subways as we speak. Joe Biden, let it shake out for 30 days. But look, look, listen, like I said before, Setting aside my hatred for Biden and all these things. If you want to stick your nose in it as a country, like if you want America to stick your nose in it, let's set the boots on the ground stuff aside for a minute. If you want to stick your nose in this, there's a cost. 
Well, I'm worried about Ukraine. Okay, that's fair. That's, that's, you worry. Foreign policy is complicated. That's fine. All right, good, good. What do you want done about it? The sanctions. What sanctions? Joe Biden put sanctions on today. Well, we need harder sanctions, people will say. Are you talking about oil and gas? Because they didn't do oil and gas today. Those are the sanctions that would severely wound Vladimir Putin. They are an oil and gas country. You slap oil and gas sanctions on Russia, now we're in deep trouble. Well, screw it. Uh, get him. Okay. How much can you afford to pay for gas? Remember, because of Joe Biden, because of the insane environmental communist movement, we're not energy independent anymore. We could be. We, 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 we wouldn't need a drop of Russian gas, but we do. How much are you willing to pay for that? How much can you pay for that? I mean, we get this question. You'll get these journalists a lot out there making half million dollars a year. <laughs> I'll pay some more for gas. Well, yeah, idiot. Most people are working paycheck to paycheck. That's really my, that's mighty, that's mighty big of you. You're willing to pay another dollar for gas. Some people can't pay another dollar a gallon for gas. You see, foreign policy, these international affairs, they're very rarely simple. They're very, very rarely simple. All right. Now, 877-377-4373, tell me what you're grateful for and why. But remember, remember, the rules remain the same on this show. No small talk. Don't thank me for taking your call. Don't tell me you love the show. Don't say hi. Don't say how are you. This is your license to be rude like me for the first time. When I say your name and place, just go. Get to your point, all right? Let's do it. David. In California, what are you grateful for? My special education students. Are they not the most wonderful people in the world? They're more squared away than most adults I know. Amen, they are. How about that? Good for you, and good for you for what you do, David. Kathy in Florida, what are you grateful for? I'm grateful. I'd be grateful if Kathy was on the line and ready to go. Eddie in California, what are you grateful for? Grateful for this topic today because I was drowning in the sky is falling <laughs> news today. It's, so this topic just kind of like literally snapped me out of it. Good. That's that's the idea. Good. And look, uh, the reason I'm doing it is because I heard so much of that today from friends, from family. And, and I know I understand that right now. Maybe you have the news on. And what are you looking at if you have the news on? I'm staring at it. I'm staring at it right now. What are you seeing? Well, uh, that that looks like a Ukrainian city at night and... That looks like explosions. I'm looking at video of Ukrainian families hiding in their subways. There's a father sobbing as he says goodbye to his daughter and puts it on a bus. And how do you not see these sights as a human and get down, right? Everything's the end of the world. Everything, everything sucks. No, everything doesn't suck. Yes, there's plenty of crap in this world. There's plenty of stuff to get down about. I mean, Look, take heart. I mean, I, I want you to take heart. Look, we sent Kamala Harris over there and she's on it. The purpose of the sanctions has always been and continues to be deterrence. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. that You know what? That was a cheap shot. That wasn't right. That was a cheap shot. Wesley in Washington, go. I am thankful in the mid-90s, an old guy saw a troubled kid and introduced me to Rush Limbaugh and it has changed up the trajectory of my life. I have... Two beautiful granddaughters, uh, married a beautiful woman, 
and have a wonderful life. How about that? Life ain't and bad, And I preach man. the conservative lifestyle all the time. How about that? Praise God. Praise God for Rush Limbaugh. Change, change generations in this country. Generations. That's why I balk whenever you send me these. Honestly, they're very complimentary. Thank you for that. These emails and stuff. Oh, next rush. There is no next rush, man. You get one rush in your lifetime. 30 years of greatness, changing mindsets, changing lives. Man, that's as good as it gets. All right. Now, I am going to take more of these. 877-377-4373. I'm going to take them the whole show. But I'm going to do something next. Why? Why now? Why would Vladimir Putin do this? Why, why, are, why are they banging the war drums in China? You know, China's doing flybys on Taiwan. Why right now? Why? I'll tell you why in just a second. Ooh. 